Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage, and in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. Anyway, let's start the old episode up. Welcome to the OTB 100 week. I'm not sure. Let's say 11, 10. It's 10. Week 10. And it is um, episode 100 of our podcast. This Well, that's fitting. So we should have some sort of like prizes or something. We should. I can pop a bottle. Okay, let's do that. What do they say right now? Well, yeah, maybe at the end I'll have to get a bottle and pop it. But there's one like right there. There's okay. several. Woohoo! <laughs> David's partying with us. <laughs> pop a bunch of bottles in here. So yeah, it is our hundredth episode of Level Up, the podcast. It is our tenth week of the OTB 100, and. Maybe it's a good segue that we've done 100 episodes that we're talking about consistent content today. We have covered virtually all of the high-level stuff. We've done a couple of role plays the last couple of weeks. Today will not be a role play. Um, However, if you come to On The Block Realty's office at 11 o'clock today, we are doing a role play, a private session, if you will. That's true. But uh, today... (laughs) Sounds a little weird. (laughs) That Other is, agents yeah. are coming and we're doing actual work role play. It's yeah, that's what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought, I thought that did that. That didn't sound weird. What I said sounded <laughs> kind of sketch. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, all good. Anyway. So today we're talking consistent content because at the end of the day, regardless of your strategy, your tactics, your decisions, and otherwise, if you can't implement it in a way that's consistent and you can't stay relevant and fresh, especially when you're taking a digital or social media approach to things, um, you're going to be dead in the water, right? So all of these weeks and all of these steps are necessary to work in conjunction to make things work for you. Um, But as we've also mentioned, social media might not have been the strategy or the wheelhouse that you're in. And a lot of what we're talking about today is going to be built around digital marketing and social media. So Sit back, relax, and enjoy the and show. Enjoy. All right. So in terms of the agenda for today, um, we're going to talk about a few different things, what to post, where to put your content, choosing the right platform for you, building consist- consistency, which is why we're all here, um, as well as templates that you could use to make your life easier. So these are the things we want to cover. And I think the overall theme of this presentation is you do you, boo. This is the, the plan that you take for yourself. And, and that's how we're going to go about it. Because <laughs> everybody's of, doing... The theme of the episode <laughs> is you do you, boo. You know what I just realized? <laughs> Which everyone else that's listening and watching has already realized, but I completely forgot we're at a totally different time than we usually are at. Yeah, and no, that I know. is probably we, why everyone's on Facebook right now, and there's only a couple people on the Zoom because people are expecting us know, to be here sad. tomorrow. I'm sorry, okay. guys. It'll be. We had oh, yeah, oh. real estate came up. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things. We Sometimes we day. actually have to earn a living and uh, and do <laughs> but some. We work. love you all. 
All right. Let's get into well, you, it. You've already called them boo. So there's all kinds of love. All right. We're, so yeah. we're like this. So in order to generate consistent content, you have to have an idea of what sort of content you're going to be generating. Right. I think there's a lot of people out there who feel the need or, or, or have that worry of, well, yeah, I want to be posting and I want to be active, but I have no idea what to post. It's a question we hear all the time. Um, you know, how do you come up with stuff, that sort of thing. And the nice thing about staying consistent, to me at least, is that it doesn't mean that 365 days a year, you need to come up with something fresh and new that you've never done before. You really just need to identify those pieces that tie to your business, that tie to your plan, and stay um, regular with them. So this slide, which I think we'll kind of go back and forth talking about, because there's a lot here, is not a complete list, but it's a very deep list that on its own, even if you've never had any dive into content, um, will give you all kinds of ideas. And it splits content into two very distinct areas, which is really important, irrespective of what your business model is. Um, this is splitting content into relationship and business. And maybe it, it, another way to put that is soft and hard. Um, but this is kind of the stuff where you are connecting with the individuals and with the clients. And in a lot of cases, letting them get to know you a little bit more so, which is the relationship stuff, building your brand, things like that. And then the business side of things, which very clearly is the tangible real estate industry, factual information part of what you're putting out there. So it's, it's growing you uh, with your, your audience, as well as giving them something to think about and to consume that has them coming back. That isn't just how awesome you are. And so we, we can jump through. I don't know if you want to jump into some of these things. We could talk a bit more about some of the things that are on there. Yeah. I mean, we're going to share this in the email that we send out with the recording. Um, but I mean, there's so much here and I think it, it's, it's about figuring out what works for you. I find like one thing that we've found for our own content is having a specific day to do something. And I've seen a lot of agents and mortgage brokers and all that do that where it's like coffee talk Tuesday or ask me anything Wednesday or something like that, or the throwback Thursday, those things are great. Cause that, like automatically builds consistency into your week. So, I mean, obviously we wouldn't recommend doing like a Monday through Sunday, like every day is something, I mean, you could, but um, having those day one day or two days a week to do that, I think can be helpful just to help you figure out what to post. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll talk about later in this, in this episode about how to lay this out or different ways to actually stay accountable to putting this out there. Um, but yeah, to your point, there's certain things that you can set on an automated schedule or, or that really tip you off about, okay, it's such and such a day, I'm going to do this. There's other stuff that you want to have scheduled that might not be as regular, you know, things like holiday on this list, you might have holiday posts, and you know that you're going to do things at Halloween or Christmas or whatever, um, or Passover, <laughs> good old Passover posts for realtors. Um, and that is something that also works its way in and it's consistent on just a, a lower frequency. So when we say consistency, it doesn't mean all seven days of every week always are going to be the same seven things or the same seven topics, but it does make sense. It makes your life easier to be able to establish certain things that are just 
on a rotation so that it takes your head out of the crap. What am I going to do this time? Every time you go out Mm -hmm. there. Yeah, exactly. And it shouldn't be forced either. I think a lot of times, and and especially when you get into planning out your posts, sometimes it can feel really forced. Like, oh, I need a local business today because that's what I'm featuring. And like, you're trying hard. Like, why don't you just, you know, jump in the car or go to a local business, do a quick video, like something like that. When it's more off the cuff, it comes off a lot more natural and -hmm. people are able to connect. And ultimately that's what we're trying to do with our social media is to connect with people. And I think we lose sight of that a lot. And we just think that we should be out there and like, you know, showing off and, and showing people what we're up to, but really it's about that connection piece. So what is it that people are really going to gravitate towards in your post? So kind of just think about that as you're, as you are planning out your posts. Yeah. Are, are we talking in this presentation specifically about batching? I don't remember if that comes up later. Uh, I think a little bit, but if you okay. want to. Well, we, we, we could talk about that later, but just in terms of the strategy of how to start getting your content together and, and keeping your head from spinning. Um, and as always, if anybody has any questions as we're talking in the Facebook room or on Zoom, toss it in the chat. Yeah. We are keeping an eye on both of them. Yeah. All right. Um, so the next slide, I mean, this next couple of slides, we're talking about different platforms. And ultimately, you can't be everywhere. Like It's similar to your whole real estate business. You can't be all things to all people. You've got to really figure out what platform you're really going to go all in on. And it's not to say that you can't dabble in other platforms, but the moment you're consistent and showing up daily, ideally, um, in in one of these platforms, you're going to find you're getting better results. Um, So Instagram and Facebook are obviously the the most common ones, I would say. Um, For Instagram, I mean, they've got so many different options for you. Reels has become such a big thing over the last couple of years. Um, and those are a lot of fun to do. Word of warning, though, those can be very time consuming. You can see a really cool reel and want to replicate it. And then two hours later, you 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 finally finish it. And then you're like, you get no engagement from it. So be careful sometimes with what you're what you're choosing to do. Because um, I know Daniel and I have both fallen into those that trap before. And when we continue to do it, because it's fun to do them. But at the same time, if you're wasting a couple hours every day, kind of trying to figure out how to make your jump look good or, <laughs> or your transition look, look funny, then it, it just kind of kills the whole purpose of doing social media in the first place. Um, feed posts are great. Obviously, that's the things that you do when you're scrolling through. But one thing to keep in mind and something that um, just from an engagement perspective, the carousel posts. So when you have multiple multiple pictures in one post where people are scrolling through, basically Instagram is like figuring out what posts get the most engagement. And if somebody's staying on your post because you're scroll, they're scrolling through your pictures, because obviously it takes more time to scroll through than just to have that one picture, then you're going to be ranked higher on the algorithm. And then your post will be show, showed to more people. So, I mean, obviously you're not going to do carousel posts every day, but keep that in mind because it can be helpful. Like if you have a new listing, if you have 10 photos that you want to put into a post, a feed post, and have people scroll through. That's that's a perfect way to to get more engagement. Yeah, and a, and a couple more things there. And this goes, I think, for every platform as well. First, as new features come out on a lot of these platforms, generally speaking, the platforms want you to be using them, and they reward your understanding and your use of them. So, for example, when Reels came out, 
reels were getting a lot more, um, you know, bumping from the algorithm for people to see them more because Instagram really wanted people using them. Another thing with Instagram um, is if you're familiar with it, especially on mobile, when you open somebody's profile, there's a bit of a grid there. And you see, I believe right now, usually it's about the first or the most recent nine pictures that have been posted. And you need to be cognizant of what you're posting on Instagram as a representation of who you are to people who are coming to visit you. So when someone goes to an Instagram page and they click your profile, generally speaking, they're going to see your most recent nine pictures. And if all of them are the same thing, or if they're not on brand or whatever, that's telling your story because Instagram more than anything is telling your story in visuals rather than in long drawn out text or things like that. So be aware of what that, and I don't know if it has a name, like the pain or whatever, like the, that profile grid. page, the grid. Yeah. Be aware of what that is. Be uh, deliberate in the way you put things out there. And with all of these platforms um, and I can talk about, it, I guess I'll jump into Facebook from there, but with all these platforms, you want to go, as Katie was saying, to one main or, or maybe a couple, but really the one platform that speaks to what your strategy is so you can be consistent at it. And it's almost equal parts what you really enjoy and what really connects with you and the people you're trying to reach. Arguably, more importantly, it's the people you're trying to reach, right? If you're using this as a marketing or a branding tool, you want to go where your target audience is. And as we've talked about before, your target audience should be in many ways or often is somewhat of a representation of who you are and how you uh, operate, right? So if you are, and, and there's nothing to say that, you know, if you're 75 years old, you've been in real estate 40 years, but your target market is first time homebuyer millennials, it's possible. Like that's not, there's nothing that says you can't, but if you're advertising on, I don't know where, I don't generalize. We're not 75, but we're old. I like I'm I'm old enough that I'm not going to be advertising on Snapchat or TikTok myself, right? But if my clients are there, it's a decision to make of where are you comfortable, where do you want to be, and are you going to represent yourself properly leveraging that platform? So moving on to Facebook, um, which yeah, is now sorry, can I just oh yeah. Jump sorry, in. I just want to um highlight the people like we're gonna oh, say yes. in each uh, sorry, each category, people to follow. But one thing I just wanted to make note of, and I think a lot of you guys know Nasma Ali, um, she's in Toronto and she's fabulous at stories um, and just making them as engaging as possible. But if you go to her feed and she doesn't post very much and that's okay because she gets so much engagement on her stories. That's where she enjoys being. And that's where she gets a lot of people reaching out to her and sending her messages and asking questions. So, um, you know, she's really focused in on that aspect. Um, and then the other one, Katie Day, she's in Texas. And if you just go to her Instagram, you can see so much like, you know, she does a lot of like just one-on-one -on -one interviews, just like looking at the camera and just describing the market and all that. And I find it's very interactive and, and very um, helpful for her audience. So that's another one just to follow as well. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see from profile to profile, that there's not a right answer. There's a lot of wrong answers sometimes, but there's not a right answer to the type of content or the representation you give yourself, as long as it's true to what you want to be out there with, right? Like, for example, the way we do our Instagrams, uh, Instagrams, our profiles is, I mean, I put a lot of stuff that's more personal life stuff, 
right? And I'll, I'll right. sprinkle the real estate in there, but I'm trying to connect with my followers in a, on, a, on a more get to know me and who I am and how I am basis, because that's what a lot of social media is. That's what a lot of people out there are looking for is what's, you know, the quote unquote authentic self that you've got out there rather than prepackaged, heavily branded and curated stuff. Um, another reason why doing things like reels and videos and wasting too much time can be a real waste of time. If you're taking all this time making the perfect post, sometimes you miss the point and you waste so much time where um, I was looking at a, a profile yesterday with one of our agents and we were just looking at the success that they've had in their reels. And it's interesting that they've got a formula that's very normal and real. And all of those reels had a ton of engagement and the couple of posts they had that had the title screen with the big block letters. And like, it was all very like cut to this cut to that fancy had about 10% of the engagement. Mm. And whether that's because that person's own followers saw it and said, this is just not what this guy's about or the, I don't know if the algorithm senses that, you know, one of these things is not like the other. Um, yeah. but anyway, be aware of that, right? It's about doing what you're comfortable with and people can see that when you're enjoying what you're doing, it resonates with your audience. So Facebook is the same company as Instagram. They own Instagram, um, soon to be meta for those of you who are really into social media. Um, but Facebook is humongous. It's the biggest one out there in terms of number of people looking, number of people consuming. Um, and because of that, there is a ton of content that continues to hit people there. And I think, you know, algorithms and Facebook, and for those of you who don't know what algorithms are, that's basically the code and the formula behind the scenes that determines what other people are seeing on these social media things, right? You could have 10,000 followers, but that doesn't mean that when you post something, all 10,000 of them are going to see it right away or at all, right? Um, so Facebook is more about combining visuals and a little bit more of a narrative. It's about telling stories a little bit more um, without just pictures, um, commenting, providing information, um, and, and connecting with a targeted audience in a lot of different ways. So again, stories in Facebook are a similar approach to what Instagram is. There's a lot of, of uh, parallel between the two of them because they are the same companies. You can actually post a story on Instagram that copies over to your Facebook story and allows you to leverage the same sort of strategy. Um, but Facebook also gives you a little bit more of an ability to connect at mass with your audience, with things like Facebook groups. If part of your strategy is building out um, a community for yourself, whether it's a physical community or your target market, and you build an actual group where a lot of the people who you connect with join there, it gives you a, a captive audience where you can provide all sorts of content that isn't just a picture once a day. It can be, here's your weekly live session with me like this, right? Like we're operating right now in a Facebook group. Um, the OTB 100 doesn't have an Instagram group, but we did put together a, a Facebook group. Our podcast has both because we're connecting on different levels with people, right? But Facebook gives you an opportunity to speak to people a bit more at mass and actually provide the words to go with the visuals. Um, and there's a bunch of examples here. Uh, your stories can leverage things that are a little bit, uh, you know, more, more focused behind the scenes, open houses or something that you can do live. Um, again, a lot of these parallel with Instagram as well. Um, you can go live on Instagram 
Um, and then the feed is where you're putting out things that are bigger images, where you're also trying to tell a story that goes along with it, because people are going to see the words the same way that they see the pictures in a different way than uh, on Instagram, they're going to see a picture and then try to figure out what it's about with a caption or two. And so for this one, uh, we've got, there's a million different profiles to look at. Jessica Hallard is a, is a realtor out of Kingston. She does an amazing job of a multitude of things, of engaging her audience, of staying consistent. Um, she takes us on a journey with her as a person, as well as her professionally. I know the Jessica Hallard Real Estate Group, which we have there to follow, that's going to be quite obviously the real estate stuff more than anything else. But you really get to know her as a person, as well as the brand and the consistency to what goes out there in terms of frequency and look is something that it, it sets a good example for people who are looking to get into this right at the, at the ground level and build something out. Mm -hmm. And, and those group, I'm sorry, those pages um, on Facebook are a lot of times used for, for realtors to use as their own website. Almost um, a lot of people don't have websites these days, but to direct people towards a page that talks more about the real estate side of things like that is where um, you can put that um, as well as on YouTube, which we'll get into in a second. One thing I just wanted to make mention of in Instagram, because there's been a few changes lately to stories. Um, a lot of people have reached out to me because I use a lot of captions. When you're talking on a story, um, keep in mind that a lot of times people have the volume on mute. Maybe they're, maybe they're doing other things. Uh, maybe they're listening to a meeting and they're kind of just on the side looking at stories. So the more captions you can have just to like um, support the fact that it might be on mute. Um, and it's really easy. You can just put, go to the where you can kind of choose all of the types, of, like the, basically the menu, I guess on your stories, there's a caption button. You can press that and it will basically do the whole captions for you. You can go in and edit it as well. So sometimes it doesn't get your your uh, your words exactly right. Or if you say a lot of ums, which sometimes I do, I like to take the ums out as I go. So um, that's something to, to do um, as well. Recently, they've allowed people to put in links on their story, which is was only formally reserved for people that had, I think it was like 10,000 followers or something like that. And I was always so jealous of the fact that I couldn't put a link in. Um, but it's really helpful because if you've got, let's say a, um, a webinar for first time home buyers and you want to link to the, the Zoom registration or whatever, it's right there. You don't have to tell people to go to the link in your bio, which is an extra step. So that's really handy as well. Um, and there was one more thing I was going to say about Instagram, but I forget. So I'm going to go on. <laughs> um, so YouTube is one of those, um, you know, better for long, long form video, but a lot of short form video as well. We're starting to see, um, in YouTube, obviously like it's, it goes back to that consistency piece. If you're not consistent on YouTube, you're really not going to get noticed. There's so much on there. It's essentially like Google. It's like the next search engine out there, like the second best search engine out there. So if you're not on there constantly and posting things and, and making sure you're um, leveraging the tags and all that, it, it's very unlikely that you'll get, you know, the, the traction or like the, the likes and the views that you see all. I mean, Daniel and I always laugh at all of these like uh, YouTubers that our kids watch with like millions and almost billions of views. And it's like, holy crap, like, but they are literally on their daily posting, they are consistent. And that's why, you know, they've started to see the traction that they've been getting. So it's really important to keep that in mind. But that's not to say that you shouldn't 
go in on YouTube. Um, when you have a list, like if you just want to use it again, similar to Facebook, uh, Facebook page, uh, like as a website for yourself to showcase the work that you do as a real estate agent, neighborhood tours or um, listing videos, all of those things can be put there. You can have different channels or playlists for your YouTube channel. So it allows you to kind of um, organize things in, in, in a better way. And so when your viewers go there, they can pick and choose what they want to see. Um, so there's a lot there. Um, but again, I find a lot of people find it an overwhelming task because it's it's kind of like an additional thing. And so if you've got an assistant, this is a perfect task for them to use all of like to take all of your content and basically put it onto YouTube. Um, and then if you've got longer form videos on YouTube, you can cut that down and repurpose that to use on your other um, social media channels as well. So it kind of goes both ways. Um, you can also go live on YouTube. So that can be a, a, something to keep in mind. And just in terms of following, um, I know most of you know Ryan Serhant, but he's got a, a different channel called Listed. Um, and basically it's like home tours and they're taking people around different homes. And it's like, it's like a, it's a show, it's pretty much. Um, and I mean, not all of us have camera people following us around every single day. I mean, it'd kind of be nice. <laughs> Allows you to really uh, get a lot of content, but you know, it, it gives you some inspiration and shows you what could be done, um, at least on a, on a lesser level. Um, Silver Bridge Real Estate, um, that is a Milton real estate group. Uh, we had Shalini on our, Shalini, I always pronounce her name wrong, Shalini on our, um, one of our podcasts recently talking about video actually. And she's teamed up with Michelle Merritt and they formed this new real estate group and they've got a lot of great content on there. If you go to their page, um, you can see a lot of great stuff. And, and let's not forget, like you said, all of these will double as websites of yours, right? If you use them fully, right? So things like Facebook has reviews like Facebook is like a Google business page if you build a page that way and that's how you do it. Um, but the ability you've got to organize your content in all these areas, it is a lot of work. But the more you're able to put a lot in there and make it accessible in a way that's easy, like we didn't mention in Instagram, for example, you can have highlights in there. So if you do... Um, let's say you do behind the scenes stuff, or you do maybe some of your stuff is personal. Some of your stuff is about homes that you've sold. Some of it is about whatever. You can have things bucketed on Instagram where people can quickly take a walk through a particular topic, still visually, the same way that in YouTube, you can, you can separate your listing videos from your how-to videos to your seminars or whatever. Um, and the more that you do that, first of all, the more content that you have to organize, the better, because it is kind of weird if you've got five different sub channels and each one has one video in it. Um, but the more that you put out there, keep an eye on the organization of it, because it is about the user experience. You do become a webmaster of these, of these different areas. And whether or not you have an assistant, you need to be cognizant, not just of the content you put out there, but the way people are going to consume it and how easy it is to find what they're looking for. Yeah. Think about it as a resume for you. Basically, people are going to be creeping on you if they're going to hire you. So YouTube, Instagram, people are going to go there and check, check out what you do. So make the most of it. And, and because of that, be aware that whatever you put out anywhere, unless you make it private, is accessible to everybody. People are looking, people yeah. are 
not not just your your would-be clients right so just that's why being real is important because these things survive the moment in time where you put them out there so yeah meaning if you put a video out of you being a cornball in some sense because that fits the moment unless you're deleting that later this becomes part of the brand that people are seeing you as right or if you are the opposite if you are a corny person but you do one really uppity straight and narrow professional video people who connect with you by virtue of that are going to expect that person so to save yourself the trouble of living a lie down the road just make sure you're doing what you're comfortable with and and representing who you actually are in whatever content you're putting out there. You're you're jumping into TikTok? TikTok. You're jumping into TikTok. That is not my world <laughs> at all. <laughs> I am not the, I am not the, and- <laughs> I'm not the account to follow. I've done 3 TikToks and they're all weird and yeah, if you want to follow a TikTok account, you can follow Katie's. It's loaded with goodies. <laughs> Oh gosh, no. Our my kids have taken over my TikTok. My two youngest girls, six and eight, will use my TikTok to post things. And actually, they just got, I don't know if anybody's on TikTok. Um, they just somebody did a duet with them. So if you do post videos, you can add the option of allowing people to do a duet, which is like a side-by-side video. So recently another little girl did a duet alongside them and they were thrilled. So anyway, mine mine is not real estate related. It's more for fun, but it's really fun to explore what the options are. Um, and I I do it for fun and entertainment. I I don't go in there thinking that it has anything to do with real estate. So um, but I mean, obviously it's, it's a much more creative outlet for you, but as Daniel said before, if your audience isn't on TikTok, um, or if it's just not something that you can really get with, then don't feel like you need to, to even try it. Don't even feel like you need to download it onto your phone. Like it's fun to watch. And reels has kind of been that support. Like you, you do reels, which is kind of similar to the TikToks. Yep. It's just, um, a little bit different. So anyway, like, obviously you guys know what TikTok is. Um, in terms of following um, one Toronto agent, um, James Malonis, if you guys know him, James in the city, um, he he's on there all the time and he gets a lot of engagement. Um, but he, again, it's, it's, it's daily. It's more than daily. He's on there just talking about scenarios and even, and Glenda Baker as well. She's in the States, but both of these people, they are not doing dances or like doing crazy shit most of the time they're more talking they're more um it's a lot of talking actually but it's very engaging content still so you don't have to be a a hip-hop dance star to be on tiktok you you. can make it your own oh yeah like me (laughs) i'm working up towards that it's fun (laughs) but i don't take it seriously nothing but love for it (laughs) but yeah it's an option so whatever the plat, and, th- and that's just four main platforms, you know, you might be yeah. engaged with LinkedIn, for example, yep. you like if you're working in commercial or investing or that or just your target audience is more that white collar kind of thing, you might be doing that you might be on if Snapchat is still a thing. I don't know. It, it, it well, for the younger crowd, it is for those <laughs> for those youngins. <laughs> my God, I never thought this day would come that I don't. I'm like, oh, get off my lawn. <laughs> Um, So so choosing the right platform for you is really about going through these questions and really like with everything else, not just diving in, not if this is the thing that you've been doing or that you see people doing, 
remember, like we've told you before, it's not about what you think of other people, right? If you see someone who's got 15,000 whatever followers, first of all, it doesn't matter because are any of them in that person's target market? Did they pay for those followers? And even if they did, who cares? This is about you connecting with the audience that you need. And frankly, 50 of the right people, 10 times out of 10 is going to be better than 10,000 of the wrong people. So remember that when you ask yourself these questions, where is your target audience? Okay. Who are they? Who are you trying to reach? And by where we don't mean what city, we mean what social media platform are they interacting with? Where are they going to find you? And where are you going to find them looking for you? What's the story you're trying to tell? Is this about you are, you know, the professional in fill in the blank industry zone type of thing, whatever, or you are everybody's friend. You are, you know, the funny person who's going to make this whole thing enjoyable. You're the experienced person who has done this a million times before and has knowledge about things that other realtors might not. You have to find out what that is and make that who you are. Well, it is who you are, but make that what you communicate. What kinds of content are you going to produce? Is it going to be written? Is it going to be visual? Is it going to be static? Is it going to be audible? All of these different things, um, again, are tied to your comfort level. They're tied to your time management with your ability to be comfortable doing it, to have the material you need to do it, because this is going to become part of your plan. Once you answer these questions, you might not have the stuff you need right now. That's why we're still in November. You've got the last 30 days of the year to get your act together. Um, but know what sorts of things you're going to do. How are you going to be able to leverage that to set yourself apart, to differentiate the type of realtor you are, um, and really to cut through? Because like Katie said, this is a resume, whatever you put out there. And as we've seen, or as you've known, if you've ever applied for a job that's competitive, if there's 100 resumes on a table for one job, the 90 that look the same immediately get put to the side, whether or not they're good, right? Because people cancel out when you're doing the same thing as everybody else and saying the same thing as everybody else. Um, and then these last two, what platform interests you and where will you stay consistent? Be honest with yourself. And consistent doesn't need to be every day. Consistent could be a few times a day. Consistent could be once a week, right? If you've got a YouTube channel and you're putting out great videos that are really like engaged, you're not going to be out there, like, like you said, with a film crew daily editing and having a whole, like some people are able to do that sort of thing. But the reality is, what do you want to do? Where do you want to be? Who are you talking to? What are you comfortable with? And where are you going to be able to stay consistent with it? And list out the platforms if you want afterwards and check the boxes and create a scorecard for yourself, whatever makes you comfortable to be able to establish what makes the most sense for you because sprinkling everywhere will fail every time. Sprinkling. Don't sprinkle everywhere. Sounds like our dog. <laughs> I feel like I'm yelling at everybody. I had my, I had my angry tone. My kids say sometimes you've got your, what do they call it? The work voice or angry, angry voice. Yeah. Angry, was I yeah. angry? I if I sounded angry voice. there, I wasn't uh, trying to be angry, but you're being a little bossy, but that's okay. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> now's the time. Get your, get your shit together. People, everyone listening probably already has this all figured out. They're like, why are you yelling at me? I know what I'm doing. I just, I just wanted ideas for content. Yeah. All right. Okay. So 
go moving on. Um, nice. One of the most important topics or uh, subjects is how to build consistency. So setting realistic goals, as Daniel said, like if you aren't even on a platform or you're not even on the platform that you want to focus on, start, start little, like do one or two posts a week. It doesn't have to be every single day. You're going to burn yourself out and it's just going to be um, you're not going to want to do it anymore because you're not hitting the goals that you, you have originally set out for yourself. So it, really set realistic goals. It, it's so much easier to scale up than to scale down. Right? Yes. Like if you, if you say right now, I need to do a, an ask me anything video every Tuesday. And yeah. like when Tuesdays come around, you're like, shit, I, I can't do this. It's easier to do it once mm-hmm. a month and realize you've got the capacity yeah. to do more than, than to yes. tell people it's every Tuesday. And then, I say this as we reschedule today's session, which was supposed to be tomorrow, but you know, (laughs) shit happens. We're still every week, just different day. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, 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 it's so important. And I think we get in our heads, like if we're only going to be able to do this once a week or our goal is like twice a week, that's crap. So why do I even bother? Well, twice a week is a hell of a lot better than not at all. So start with that and work your way up. Um, creating a content calendar can be helpful. So as we said before, like do a certain day of the week is something um, like, or a few days a week, um, however you want to do it. But like planning that out in advance, what we like to do is like the month before, just looking at the calendar. Okay. What are the holidays? What are the things that are coming up? What new listings are coming out? Um, Plan for that because a lot of times those things can slip out of our hands. If you have a new listing and you've completely forgotten to post it for a week. So when you, when you know what's coming up and you're able to put it into a calendar, it really, it makes your life a lot easier. Um, Scheduling out your posts. There's so many apps out there and so many, um, yeah, just softwares or whatever, like later that you can use to schedule out. I I don't know about TikTok, but I know definitely Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube as well. You can go into their, their backend and schedule out your videos. If you want, she didn't mean do it later. Like that's the name of the software is called later. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Um, But yeah, you can, you can do that if you want. Um, And then you're not even having to think about it. So I used to do this and I, I, I would like to get back to it where you just every single week, like maybe on a Sunday or a Monday morning, like, you know, schedule out a couple hours for yourself just to schedule out your posts for the week or whatever it is. It can make your life a lot easier there. Um, this is really important. Number four, take time daily to respond to comments and interact with your followers. This is almost, I think, more important than what you're putting out there yourself and what you're posting. It's the interaction that you're having. And as Daniel said before, whether you have 10 followers or 10,000, if the 10 are engaged with your content and you're speaking with them, you're putting them in your CRM, you're checking in with them, that is where you're going to start seeing the business come in. Um, you know, all, all the posts are just basically solidifying with your followers, what it is that you do and that you have, um, experience and knowledge in the industry. But until you start reaching out to people and responding to them, if people have taken time to comment on one of your posts, don't leave that. Like that's like, that's, that's your golden ticket to basically start a conversation. Like, why wouldn't you do that? So make sure you are giving the respect to the people that are actually engaging with your content. And, and remember too, it's not only your followers that see your stuff. Yeah. 
right? So people worry a lot about how many followers you're going to have your content seen by exponentially more people who aren't following you, who might choose to follow you, but you're connecting with people without even knowing it. And we've started to realize more and more when people say things that they saw or things that they know we're doing, and they're not even following us. It's just people are there. They notice we might, you can still have people, you know, you can be in people's algorithm without them following you also, right? If the stuff you or, do connects with them. Yeah. Or if they might not even comment on your stuff, but right. they still follow yeah. and really engage and know what you're doing. Like, you know, the amount of people that, you know, know our do- what our dog's name is because we post about it and they, you know, interact, like they follow us, um, but they don't necessarily talk with us. Um, so there's a lot of people out there that are following you and you have no idea that they're actually um, in- consuming your content. Um, and then finally, measuring and tracking your engagement. So that's really important. If you like, if you put out stuff and like you're not tracking how people are engaging with it, how much um, interest people are showing for different posts, how are you going to get better? Um, how are you going to stop banging your head against a wall trying to figure out what to post? Because some posts aren't just going to hit aren't aren't going to hit with certain types of people. And if you have a, a specific audience you're trying to attract, and those posts aren't attracting them, take a look at what it is that like that is performing well, and do more of that. Don't just put stuff out there for the sake of putting stuff out there. It's not going to work. Um, and you're not going to get the engagement that you're looking for. So there's so many ways to track and measure. Every single platform has it. Take a look at that. And again, carve some time out for yourself weekly or maybe monthly, and just take a look at those stats and, and where you're performing. And even time of day is really important. I find that I get more engagement um, in the evening, like, as opposed to like, if I put a, a post out in the evening versus like in the morning, um, I don't get as much interaction. And I mean, it might be the post, but I find I'm putting out similar posts. So I really think it's where my, when my audience is actually on their phones looking at it, because if it kind of comes and goes and not many people are liking it, then obviously the algorithm is not going to rank it high and it's going to show it to less people. So you really want to be there when your audience is there so that they start engaging immediately in in your post to just keep that engagement going. Also the same way that followers shouldn't be what drives you likes and things like that shouldn't be what drives you either because it really depends on who's doing it. And that's, it's so hard for anybody who's in social media to not get, excited by those numbers going up or to get deflated when the numbers aren't big. But I can tell you like the best example for me, at least is like, when I look at my reels, for example, on, on Instagram, my, like, you know, like there's a couple that have just gone bonkers because of some algorithm, but I'm pretty sure nobody who's responded to those couple of reels is a would be client. Like, I don't even know if any of them are even in the GTA I think it's just something that hit home with a widespread audience that a lot of people reacted to. Whereas I can see, you can see with reels as an example, you could see the number of plays and then there's the engagement, the comments, the likes and all that stuff. And a couple of the real estate ones that I've done have literally 1% of the views of some of these bigger ones, but just as many Mm -hmm. likes, more comments. And I can see the engagement is from people in my backyard who I want to do business with. So get over the equation of, yeah, but if the people who I want to deal with are only seeing that I got 
300 views on this thing, you know, they're going to, they're going to judge me that I'm not popular because I want them to see more views. That's not it. They've already engaged with you and they're the people you want to engage with. They're not looking at that. We, we already don't have enough time to see the pictures and to focus on them. It's so quick the way social media goes. If they stop for a minute, you've done your job because they're, they're going to be seeing you again next week and the week after that. Okay, so we're talking building templates now. That's where we're at. So Canva, which we've talked about a lot in the past, is a great design tool, canva.com. You can use it for free. The pro version is also not that expensive if you want a little bit more flexibility. Um, but the idea here is you can build templates that frame the stuff you put into social media and build the consistency visually for things. It's not enough or it shouldn't be enough for you to just say, I'm going to do this type of post every week, but every week it's like some sort of smattering of info that doesn't feel like the last time you did it. When it's visually branded the same way, if it's a video, if it kind of opens and closes the same way, if that's what you choose to do, that's great. But especially for things like Instagram and a little bit Facebook, Canva gives you the ability to build that consistent brand profile for yourself that allows all the posts to follow the same equation so that when people see it, like we talked about in the branding session, they already make the connection. Oh, this is Katie. This resonates with me. This is that brand. This feels the way I want it to feel. I'm expecting this when they're scrolling and they see your consistent thing come through. They're like, oh, there's my weekly whatever it is. So use templates to allow yourself to be consistent um, and then also to help fuel the ideas or to take your idea from your content list and make it a little bit more easy to understand for yourself of how you're going to put it together. The template just takes all those steps out of the way where you don't need to start from scratch and it's really just plug and play for you. Yep. And some final thoughts. Um, keep your name and handles consistent if that's possible. So if you're at katie.steinfeld on Instagram, or if I'm that, <laughs> ideally, you're kind of keeping that same name um, and, and look throughout all the platforms if you are using more than one platform. Um, don't just advertise. You see those um, accounts with all the just solds, just listeds, and no personality. Um, add some personality to your posts. Repurposing old content. We did a po uh, sorry, a uh, uh, podcast episode with Jazz Takar. Um, and he was all about how you repurpose uh, content and, and put it into different platforms. That's, that's where it is. Um, it just saves you a lot of time and makes you a lot more efficient. Um, engage with others, as we said, show your personality and ultimately have fun with it. Like, don't, like, this should not be a chore for you guys. And I think a lot of times we approach it like that, like just ease into it, have some fun, get comfortable on video. Cause that's where you're really going to show your personality. And I know that's a big thing for a lot of people is they don't like how their voice sounds. They don't know, don't like how they look, um, or they just don't want to put themselves out there on video. Let's get comfortable with that. We're like, you know, this is our brand here. And no matter what you look like, it doesn't matter. People aren't looking at you like, oh, she's got a weird nose. I'm not going to follow her anymore. They want to know what you're actually saying. So you're the one, you're your biggest critic. Put yourself out there. Just put out your first video. It will probably be cringy. I'm going to go back. I think we should post our old videos, um, you know, some sometime because like, or even our first podcast episode, our first like podcast cringe. Was just it oh my god! Cringe. It was horrible. You sound like our kids. No, our, no, no our but first, like 
our first podcast was it, was our first several were a gong show. But it's it, it's and we're gonna look back at but we're gonna look back at this next year when we've done 200 episodes and we're going to be like, Oh my God, this is like, Whoa, like, you know, so we get better with every single thing that we put out there. So don't like, don't think that you're the only one that's feeling that way. Absolutely. Well, and, and like you said, this is about leveraging what you're already doing and making it efficient as well. Right. So when you are out there and you're doing your job and you know that you can take a day, like maybe you're focused on condos, or pre-cons or whatever, and you plan a day to go out and do a bunch of filming at a condo or in downtown Toronto or whatever, the amount of content that can be generated in a couple of hours to not just be used for one YouTube video or one Instagram reel or whatever, this becomes photos, this becomes narrative, this becomes clips, this becomes reels. And I'm not saying that to counter the earlier point of spreading yourself too thin, right? That doesn't mean now you take that and go everywhere, but it does mean you're able to batch your content so that from a time management perspective, you're not feeling like you need to be out every day generating the content. Go use your time efficiently, collect things, and be willing to hold on to it and keep it in the vault for yourself for the days that you don't have something that you can put out there, right? If you have this nice batch and this nice saved amount of content that you can draw from when you've got writer's block, that's perfect, Right. And just keep that as your strategy as you go out there and build the content and it helps you stay consistent. Right. All right. If anybody has any questions, we'll hang out for another minute or so. But if not. One minute. It's rude. That's okay. We respect people's time. And our own. Is Johnny Moneybags here? Does he have any questions? (laughs) That guy's a pro. (laughs) He is. He's training his dolphins right now. Uh, right. we've been doing Seeing a lot of these. None. Oh, okay. Yes. Go, go for it. Seeing none. What? Going, Seeing none. going, going once, one. going twice. All right. Well, we'll send out the video, um, as well as the consistent content ideas for you guys in an email, um, in the next few days. And yeah, thanks for watching. And, and the cringe video cringe. Yeah. We'll try to bring we'll that, that in, up. Uh, in you guys can, can check it out. Cringe. Oh, we have a chat. All right. Hey, no problem, everybody. It is our fun and pleasure. Have yourselves a wonderful Thursday and all the best to you and yours. Bye-bye.